This is WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio from USM. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In the Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In the Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you listeners for tuning in to In the Pocket. I'm your host, Flo Edwards, and today our special artist or guest is a creative and his name is Threll. So please, Threll, introduce yourself. Hi, Flo. You know, thank you for having me. I really appreciate, uh, you know, bringing me on this platform. Um, again, my name is Drell. It's just Drell on all social media. Uh, like you said, I'm a creative. Uh, I'm a rapper foremost. Uh, I take pictures, photography. I got a clothing line. You know, do a little bit of everything. And, you know, I just like to have fun. Awesome. Um, I'm glad to hear that you, like, take pictures. I was on your Instagram and there's a shot where you're like Mr. Rogers voice, like it's just good in the neighborhood and it's on the basketball court. There's a building in the background. The sunlight is just fascinating. It's great, um, really touches. You're like, oh, I want to be there. Even though I don't play basketball, I, I want to be there. Is that one of your photographs? Yeah, so it was just a regular day. I was, it's actually, it's actually in my neighborhood. So I live on the West End. So this is like a little basketball court kind of on the West End where I live uh, in Portland. And, you know, I was just playing basketball one day. I set my phone up with a little timer and I just decided to kind of go out there and take a couple shots. And, you know, I went back through the photos and I looked at some of them and that one was one of them that just came out really good. It had a really, it was like framed really well. Um, I was able to kind of go in and, you know, edit the colors a little bit, make it like pop. But yeah, that's just kind of one of those things where I was, you know, feeling a little bit, whether it be like stress, I think it was during COVID. So I was just, you know, locked in the house and I just needed to get outside and, you know, go through swoops. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How long have you been doing photography? Uh, so I have always kind of been interested in photography, but um, I lived in Miami from 2015 to like 2008. And that's when I first bought a camera because I would just walk around, you know, neighborhoods, wherever, and just take pictures. And I didn't know anything about photography. I didn't know anything about editing photos. I didn't know anything about like, cameras or lenses or anything like that i just kind of took like you know, a couple hundred bucks bought a decent sized camera i went outside and just started taking pictures and pretty good at just messing around with stuff and figuring it out and you know kind of was one of those things that like really piqued my interest because i just like to frame things i like to see things and i like to share with people how i see things or my perspective on things and you know, that kind of goes into the same thing with like my music. I, I like to frame things and make things that share how I 
view things with other people. Oh, yeah, I think you're doing a great job with that. And so cool that you're just like, hey, I want to start taking photographs. Yeah. Yeah. So being that you, I think you're originally from like the panhandle of Texas or? No, so originally I'm from Connecticut. Uh, oh. So I was born and raised in Connecticut. Um, I grew up there, but I lived a decent amount of my life in Florida with my grandmother when I was young. Um, but then I came back up to Connecticut, graduated, went to school, graduated from Southern Connecticut State University in uh, New Haven. I had, my ties to Maine are pretty strong though, because I had some cousins that used that grew up in Sanford. I used to come up here kind of all the time. I have I had friends up here before I even lived up here. Um, fast forward to me living in Boston in the like early 2010s. Um, 2012, 2013, I moved to Boston and I was living with one of my cousins who's from Maine. Um, I then moved to Miami uh, and then after Miami, my cousin moved back up here, you know, the Miami life was kind of getting a little dated. It, it, it's pretty expensive to live down there. It's a cool place to go visit, you know, have fun. But like after a while, you kind of got to make some money. So, you know, he was like, hey, I'm moving back up to Maine, moving to Portland. Uh, you want to come? And I was like, sure. So, you know, it just kind of came back up here and have been here since 2018. And it's kind of been a really, you know, fun ride. It's kind of one of the more calmer places that I live. But I think it might at this point of my life, I kind of need that. So. I hear that. Uh, I thought I saw something about the 806 in... Um, 860. 860. 860. There's yeah, my that's, dyslexia that's, kicking in. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's my area code in Connecticut. Okay. That's what happened. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. Yep. 860. Got it. Um, yep. Thank you for that background. And yeah, Miami is expensive. I had a coworker who would visit and he, he has like a brother there. And he's just like, oh yeah, like at the hot clubs, like your drinks are at least like twenty bucks or something, and that's like the minimum. Like that's like the cheapest yeah. thing. Like whoa. The cool thing about living in Miami is I had a lot of friends who were like DJs, uh, so I kind of was spoiled where I got to go to a lot of places for free. But I would honestly only go to somewhere if I could go for free because yeah, it's like one of those things where if you got to pay to get in and then you got to pay for drinks and you know you're it's, it's a lot later than here and up north generally like unless you're in new york or something but like you're out till like four in the morning sometimes and so you know that, that adds up time <laughs> the more time you're out there the more money you're spending so right. adds up quick yeah. um uh so great about school and having the ties in portland um i a little uh, excuse me i'm a little interested in your clothing line that you have just recently launched yeah uh, so it's called Enemy, E-N-E-M-E, -E -E, clothing company, and it's kind of been one of my mantras. I actually came up with this way back, I want to say maybe like 2009, I came up with this idea. I never actually did anything with it, but it was always in the back of my mind. And I'm sort of like a perfectionist when it comes to certain things. And I had tried to, tried to do it a couple times, but it never was how exactly I wanted it. Like I tried one of those like to go where you just put your design and people can order from a website. But I didn't like the shirts they were printing on. Then I tried something else and I didn't like the packaging that it came in. Um, and so recently I, you know, worked with one of my friends in Massachusetts who uh, 
uh, owns like a print press company. Like they do shirts, and I was like, hey, if I can like buy the shirts and tell you how I want it to be done, like can you do it? He was like, yeah, just whatever you need me to do, like I can try to do it for you. So um, I made, I took a picture actually of you know me and one of my cousins is on it was on his birthday, and I was ironically holding a bottle of Hennessy, and it was against this like white back wall, and I in Photoshop and I made it real blurry because I didn't want obviously the copywriting of Hennessy to like end it so I just tried to blur out the bottle I blurred out my face and made it look kind of cartoony or like like somebody mock drawing of it uh, put it on the back of the shirt uh, I had him embroider enemy on the front on like a gray really vintage looking t-shirt really soft um, and that's when, that's the first shirt that I made. And um, it was during the pandemic. One of my friends was actually like DJing on Twitch and we would sell them to like people on Twitch. And it actually kind of got really big. I started a website. I sold out of everything on my website. Uh, I had maybe like 30 or so shirts left. And now uh, they're in Loquat. So if you ever want to get one of the shirts, if you're down in Portland, uh, visit Loquat shop uh, right there on Exchange Street and you can grab one of my shirts. I don't know how many of them are left, but there should be a decent amount. Right. I'm sure if they were out, they would let you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's really cool. I mean, something just kind of blowing up or an idea that you had and were working on and then finally it starts to take off. Right, right. Yeah, because I actually, I made some stickers of that design just randomly, just like I said, when I see something and I want to do it, I'll just like try it out. I made a bunch of stickers of that same image um, and we were giving them away to people and they were like, support, telling me like, oh, you should put this on a shirt. You should put this on a shirt. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Use this. Let's make this t-shirt finally and let's like put it out and we'll do with it. And it took off. Yeah. So, uh, have you just stuck with a particular design, or do you have a couple that you work with, developing I some? Have, yeah, I have some. Like, again, like I said, I'm, I'm sort of a perfectionist, so I got to figure out exactly what next. Like, that shirt was, to me, really, really good. And so I can't come with something that's, like, kind of good now. I got to keep elevating it. So uh, I have a few that I'm working on. I have a few concepts. Like I said, the... Uh, to me, what the enemy, because what it, I haven't even said this, but what it stands for is expect nothing except more enemies. And the thought behind it is, you know, if you're doing good, you're going to have people that are like, oh, like, how do he get so good? Or what is he, how is he doing all these things? Or how is he making all this money? Or, you know, how is he driving this car? They're going to be kind of questioning you and you know, low-key hating on you. Uh, and then even if you're doing bad, they're going to be kind of like, you know, kind of pushing you down. Like, oh, like you're not living up to what you're supposed to be doing. And so there's always going to be somebody just, you know, talking down on you or hating on you. And you just got to keep doing what you're going to do. Like, you no, know, expect nothing except more enemies. Like, if you're doing good, you expect them. If you're doing bad, expect them. Just do whatever you want to do and have fun doing it. Yeah. Enemy, I like that concept. That's great. Yeah. So, do you find that is a also kind of a theme in any of your music? Yeah, because uh, I kind of just make what I want to make at the moment. Um, I don't 
really look for approval. The I mean, obviously, the only person that I look for approval from is my mom. If my mom tells me she doesn't like something, then you know it's it's gotta go. But uh, I don't really look for approval from anybody. I just kind of make stuff that I like. My mindset at the time, so I talk. I got topics everywhere from, you know, you know, really like conscious like rap to just club rap, where it's just having fun. And I mean, that's kind of like the thing that I like to do, is have fun. So if my music is, if it's generated in my music, then you know, I don't really care what other people think. Um, I never really expected to get like fame or notoriety for music it was it's always been like a hobby like i've always been able to make music uh i started back in 2003 maybe making music so it's been almost 20 years said that i've been making music and you know back in 2003 i wasn't actually like putting anything out it was just coming home from school with your friends and freestyling in the backyard or playing basketball and freestyling or, you know, putting on, I don't know, back then, they don't really do this now, but back then uh, they used to have like the sample CDs that you would get, like singles, and they would always be the uncut version, the radio version and the instrumental. We would always put on instrumentals and just our rap or write songs or whatever just kind of having fun so it's just always been something that i like to do it's kind of been like a release outlet like if i'm feeling stressed or you know if i'm feeling happy if i'm feeling good if i just came back from like a trip and i had an amazing time like i'm probably gonna make a song about it. um and it's just kind of how i express myself and i don't care what what people think but I'm, i hope they like it <laughs> you know if they don't whatever but if, if they do then that's that just makes it that, that that much better nice um who are do you have like some consistent collaborators in the community here uh so as you know like i'm part of gem city uh so jerry genius black he kind of hits me up all the time and he's like hey i got this song you know let's work on something you know, so I'm always going over to his house and just in his studio, just making music. Uh, Kev Post, uh, we just actually recorded a song not too long ago um, and performed it at uh, Carnage Val, Maine. Um, a few, like, no, two weeks ago. I don't remember. Um, uh, so all the kind of Gem City crew, um, one of my really good friends that I actually lived in Miami with, uh, his name is DJ Nick Lewis. He actually DJs out in OB Pier. He used to DJ at like Mark's in Portland. Uh, he also produces. So every once in a while, we'll kind of get together and just start music. Um, I haven't been making anything specifically for myself. So like your project that I'm working on specifically, uh, it's kind of been more Gem City stuff as of recent, um, so I've probably got like five or six songs. One that actually just came out uh, on Friday 12th um, called In It To Win It, featuring Allende, produced by Dean Black. Um, so that one's on Spotify right now, Apple Music, so kind of all that stuff. So that's kind of been where my head's been at with music lately, just kind of focusing on that I do have ideas for a project for myself, but I just haven't got had the time to kind of conceptualize it. 
I hear you. Um, so when you're doing these collaborative processes, um, have you been a part of another collective similar? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've always been making music with people. Um, a lot of times it's been just friends or family. Um, when, like I said, my ties to Maine go back to one of my cousins. His name is uh, Wilfred Chengasee, but he goes by Chang. Um, and he used to rap. He's kind of one of the people that got me doing it more consistently and actually like putting out music. Um, Cause he used to send me stuff all the time. Like, hey, I just made this song and I would hear it and immediately put something down on it. And then, you know, we would, you know, share it on whatever social media at the time. Um, or whether it was like on MySpace, that Facebook, not on MySpace, or uh, you know, putting it out on whatever. Like I have tapes on Gatif from like 2011, and we're just like you know putting stuff wherever we could. Um, fun fact: I actually did my first show in Maine. First show I ever performed at was in Maine. It was in Lewiston. I don't remember the name of the venue, but. I, I'm gonna ask. Do you remember, do you remember who uh, Real and Chance were? Um, I do. They like had this huge one uh, fall in love. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love New York show. So they actually were making an appearance at a club in Lewiston, and they weren't gonna perform. I think they did make music, but they weren't gonna perform. They were just there to make an appearance. So this club was just looking for people to perform, and my cousin somehow knew somebody that knew somebody. He was like, yo, you have to come up and we're gonna perform. And we did a show there. It was crazy. It was probably like the funnest nights I've ever had. Like, because it's the first time I ever performed, I was probably terrible because, you know, just nerves. Like, I think I, I drank a ton just to kind of get like out of that zone. But uh, it was amazing. And, you know, we just kind of always been making music. He doesn't really make music as much anymore, but I keep trying to get him to like, you know, at least make a song or something. But it's just kind of um, on that note. I mean, I made songs with friends when I was in school, uh, but mostly just been me, my cousins, kind of, you know, Gem City now. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Are you collaborating with anybody for your clothing line? Um, not at the moment. Uh, I have a couple things that I'm working on. Like I said, just kind of ideas that are, you know, works. Um, I have a friend who is an artist. Uh, he goes by the name of Ian Parents. Uh, he's out of Massachusetts. He does kind of cartoon. Um, and he has a clothing line called Dead Lobster Club. And had been kind of doing collaborative, nothing's that's probably it. Just like I said, with the clothing, it's really me just being wanting it to be something that bear first before I really. So, who helped you develop your style, like your physical expression of your personality? Uh, it comes from a lot of places, I'd say. Um, it comes from the fact that I grew up in a, like a Caribbean household and so my mom and my dad are from Guyana, South America. I listened to a lot of, you know, Caribbean music growing up, whether it be like Suba or Calypso or dancehall music. There was always music playing around me. Uh, my sister was the first person that ever really introduced me to like rap and hip hop and R&B. 
and uh, then you know just through some cousins who were like DJs and things like that I picked up more on it and I just kind of ran with it you know uh, growing up on the east coast I'm very influenced by a lot of East Coast rap whether it be like Biggie or Nas or you know uh, whether it's like just anybody like Bad Boy like The Locks Dipset kind of those early like 90s 2000s rappers kind of like up and you know then it kind of grew from there um, I lived in Florida so there was a lot of like you know down south rap whether it was you know, like made, like Atlanta like people in Atlanta like this guy kind of things like that so I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where I, I, I'm like a student of it. I like to listen to all different types of music. One thing I say I probably never really listened to as a young as a young child growing up, and you know now maybe a little bit more than I did back then was kind of the West Coast rap. It just wasn't easily easily accessible to me as say like you know New York rap growing up in Connecticut. So um, you know it's just kind of been me just listening trying different things um my style is very eclectic like it, it comes from a lot of different places i actually lived in atlanta for a year i like graduated high school i went to atlanta for like my last year of high school and uh i was you know same how when i was in Connecticut, i was just rapping with a bunch of friends we never really like made any kind of music music but you would just be in the garage rapping making beats just after stuff kind of thing um and so i brought like a up north style to like you know people who are rapping like soldier boy or e4l or pride mob or things like that like where that was big at the time they didn't really have the very like metaphors, punchlines, things like that, that I was kind of bringing. And, you know, it, it was cool because we could go back and forth and meld those two styles together. And so I have a little bit of that too, because uh, that's what I listened to when I was down there. And, you know, that's kind of evolved my style and made it a little bit more easy to kind of find my pocket. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I was also wondering your style when it comes to fashion huge huge fashion buff I, i'm big into sneakers uh i'm gonna kind of turn this to show you real quick right there so i, I have a ton of sneakers yeah uh i'm huge into sneakers i'm huge into fashion uh i say my style is very casual very cozy I like to be comfortable so that's why i wear a lot of sneakers um, I love basketball shorts, t-shirts, whether it just be like, you know, something with a design art on it or something that's like eye eye, kind of loud. Um, it's just, it depends on the day really, but, uh, as long as it matches my sneakers <laughs> and I'm good to go. Well, you know, I, I feel like that's the new, like American casual sportswear is definitely like hip-hop style sneakers have been very popular since jordan's right and then you have hip-hop music just influencing all of pop culture um yeah yeah, like 
whatever a rapper is wearing is definitely in style. Talking about, yep, yep. <laughs> yes. the, the designers, the styles, you kind of hear the name drops in the music and you kind of run towards it or try to figure out, oh, how can I get something like that? Or, and I think nowadays too, it's not even the, the styles, but like how you can make something look like something else. Because it's like not everybody can afford like, you know, the big name brands like Louis Vuitton and Gucci, but you can definitely make something look like it and, or make and, or make something that is different enough that people are going to be like, hey, that's cool. Like how, like, you know, and I think it's really confidence too. one of those things where it's like if you can wear something different, but with confidence, people are going to be like, you know, that's cool because I'm out here wearing this like bright green shirt with like shorts and whatever but like he's look he looks he look he's just out here walking doing his thing so it kind of works you know yeah i hear you i've actually worn that exact outfit i have a bright green <laughs> shirt and i, I have it. striped shorts i love bright colors i love like the vault yellows and oranges and things like that yeah yeah i i definitely love like the boys to men would dress like i realize that a lot of my wardrobe is like oh yeah i love yep. boys to oh, men yeah. back in the yeah. day Yep, yep. So, um, your style lyrically, though, I love that it's the melding of the New York or East Coast hip hop with Southern, um, like you said, Soldier Boy hip hop. Like that is a really nice take on keeping it like traditional and and fresh. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Um, and I mean, like I said, my influence. I I listen to. I try to listen to music all the time. It, it was actually funny. My favorite type of music isn't even rap music. I don't like rap music as much as a calypso r&b person <laughs> yeah i'm a huge r&b person i, I love because i can't sing <laughs> oh uh if i could uh, man i would make i would make some really good r&b music but yeah like i love r&b music i love kind of like the who do you love the newer stuff um, i find myself listening to 90s women r&b like uh, a lot like uv total black uh kind of things like that right now i would say i listen to a lot of everything uh i listen to you know i i have the days where i'll listen to like you know drake and future and things like that but then i'll have days where i'll listen to brent Fiaz or i'll listen to you know um Oh, that's great. Oh, man, I really appreciate the time you spent with us, Drell. Um, how can listeners at ITP follow you or find you? What's the plug? So the easiest place to find me is Instagram at It's Just Drell. If you're on Twitter, same thing. It's Just Drell, I-T-S-J-U-S-T-D-R-E-L-L. Best place to find me, though, is Bandcamp. Uh, so that's where I put my songs up there for whatever you want to pay. Um, and so if you want to own the music and you don't want to have it be streamed, you can go purchase it off of Bandcamp. You can pay me anywhere from like a penny to a dollar to $10, whatever you want to kind of, you know, do to support. Uh, I'll really appreciate it. Drell, we won't stop. I mean, I'm not my shades on for this one right here. Let's go. We can't stop. We won't stop. Turn the music loud till my headphones pop. I'm in my zone, so the when you need a long shot. I'm in my, I'm in my, I'm in my zone.
pull up in the Brinks truck. If you sippin', nigga, go and put your drinks up. I see him hating on the wall, just debating, but they ain't doing nothing, cuz all they do is think tough. <laughs> you see his paper on my mind. Ain't no sleeping, boy, I stay up on my grind. I put it down, now I'm waiting for my crown, so I don't need a watch to let you know that it's my time. Couple bottles and some bad chicks Three for me, now that's what I call a hat trick And you would think I work for girls going wild Cause everywhere I go, all the shorties do is flash tits Yeah, I got a bottle in my right hand Couple sips, got a nigga feeling nice And I'm with my niggas on the wall like a picture But the shorty with a figure might just be my one night stand We can't stop, we won't stop Turn the music loud till my headphones pop I'm in my zone, so the when you need a long shot I'm in my zone, so the when you need a long shot We can't stop, we won't stop Turn the music loud till my headphones pop I'm in my zone, so the when you need a long shot I'm in my, I'm in my, I'm in my zone Back to the basics Fresh fitted on, match my gel like Asics Success so close that I can already taste it See a nigga celebrating like I already made it Got this money on my mind, no Try and get it like a motherfucking wine, no I'm on my grind, got me working nine to nine So I'm looking at the sky like where the fuck did all my time go? I went to college just to get a job And got a job just to pay the loans I got from college So please excuse me if I sound a little like a snob But to me that sounds like some backwards knowledge <laughs> I'ma drink to it and get rich so I can have my own theme music Cause when you got it, you don't ever have to pay for shit And you can tell me down, have a nice ring to it We can't stop, we won't stop Turn the music loud till my headphones pop I'm in my zone, so the when you need a long shot I'm in my zone, so the when you need a long shot We can't stop, we won't stop If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again Or want to check out our archive of past shows Look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.